Thank you for joining us for the FS Monroe podcast with Pastor Terrell Turner. Our vision is that as we teach faith and love, we can duplicate ourselves and lost others. So open your heart now to receive the ministry of God's Word. Now, eating and the blessing. Uh, I need to get you to understand, if you don't know already, uh, you're peculiar people. Now, you didn't say that like you believed it. But by the end of tonight, I guarantee you'll know that you are special, that there's something upon your life that sets you apart. And not only that, not just because you are a Christian, but because you have now joined the ranks of Faith Soldiers Word Ministries, come under the teaching of Dr. Carl R. Turner. There's something very, very peculiar and special about that. That's not just by luck. That's not just by accident. That's not just by coincidence. But God brought you here to put something on the inside of you to get you where you need to go. Now, we have to get out of this mindset and this mind frame uh, of, of, of scarcity and, and it's barely making it and just uh, uh, it's a little dab of do you. But Eden was what God established at the very beginning uh, for his people to live and enjoy. Uh, now, Pastor defined Eden as uh, a place of uh, uh, being full of pleasure. Y'all remember that? He said that it originates uh, in satisfaction of luxurious desire. Uh, so turn with me, if you will, please, to the book of, uh, where are we going? Genesis chapter 1, and, and we'll start there. <clears throat> uh, Genesis chapter 1. Praise God. I'm so happy to be here. You'll be happy too by the end of the night. Uh, Somebody say, God wants me to prosper. And do you really believe that? I mean, he he wants you to prosper. He wants you to succeed. Not just uh, materially, but in your relationships, Uh, on your job, uh, first of all, in your relationship with him, he wants you to succeed. Uh, And we're going to prove that here. Um, Now, in in Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says in verse 1, in the beginning God created the heavens uh, and the earth. Uh, Now, uh, before there was the beginning, there was God. Uh, Start didn't originate, uh, God made start. Start didn't make God. Before there was anything, God always was, always has been, and forever will be God. And one day he decided to start making some stuff and putting some stuff together. And we've all heard uh, our pastor preach this awesomely how uh, he said, and then God saw. Now he didn't say, let there be light, boom, 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 and then there was light. That's the King James way of doing it you know, in the 16th century. Uh, the original Hebrew text simply reads, God said light be, light was, it was good. God said something, God got something, and what he got was good. And I'm ready to start saying some stuff, getting some stuff, and that stuff I get is good. Now, he said he saw, and it was good. And he now begins to start creating the uh, the heavens and let the earth, uh, let there be a, a, a light and let the light be sun, let there be moon and, and let's divide the firmament from the waters so let it be day, 
the darkness be called night and the evening in the morning with the third day, yada, yada, yada. And he said, and he said, and he said, and we go all the way down to everything being created. You with me? So we got everything here, but now we go into verse 26. And God again says, let us, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, make man in our image after our likeness and let them have what? Let them have what? Come on, say with authority. Let them have what? There we go. Over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. Now, God has made everything. Everything is silent. And in Genesis chapter 2, uh, what happens is Genesis 1 is, a, is an account of creation, and Genesis 2 is another account of creation. They're two different authors, okay? And so what happens is in Genesis 2, we find another story. We find that uh, God fashioned man out of the dust of the ground, and he made a, a physical body. And then the Bible says that God breathed into man his nostrils, the breath of life, and man did what? He became a living soul. So man is sitting there, lifeless, emptiless, and void. And he didn't pump, pump, and do CPR and do that because the same way God said and created all of creation, he would do the same thing with man, okay? So God speaks and man becomes alive. The word that God speaks to man that causes a man to become alive is let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over everything that creepeth upon uh, the, the face of the earth. And when God spoke that, Man becomes alive. It is in every human being already ingrained in your DNA the desire to dominate. I'll say it again. It's already in your DNA to dominate. And what's happening is the world is taking what belongs to us and they're using it against us. It's a world mentality. We're going to kill them. Uh, uh, go, go first. We're going to dominate. Be number one. No prisoners. Get ready to die trying. We're going to annihilate the competition. We will be number one. We're going to eliminate the person down the street. That's what the world says. That's what they do. We're going to be number one this year. Kill them. Take them out. And we just sit back and any way God decides he wants to do it, I, we'll just do it. But it was already inside of you that, that desire to win, that desire and that drive to be the best. It's instinct. And instinct is you don't have to be taught. A bird does not have to be taught to, to fly. They don't have uh, flight school, uh, flight, you know, education. The mama bird doesn't put the baby bird on the top of, on, of her back and say, you do this, and you, you flap three times, and then you run, and then you go, or, and when it rains, you, you want to fly this way. No, it's already in that bird's genetic code to fly. It's already ingrained in you to succeed, to dominate, to subdue, to overtake, to overcome. Hallelujah. And tonight we're going to unlock it. Everything is silent. Nothing has been spoken on the planet. Come on, get your catchers out. Nothing has been spoken on the planet. The giraffes aren't doing anything. The lions aren't doing anything. Why? Because they had not been given the authority yet. Adam had not taken his rightful place. 
Nothing can move until you take your rightful place. Everything is waiting on you. Nothing has moved. And the first words that God speaks to a human being, the first words Adam hears ever delivered to him. Verse 28, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion. First words man hears. That means everything that man does has to come back to the first thing he heard was be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Everything you're doing should be going back to being fruitful, multiplying, and replenishing the earth. And I submit to you, based upon this, if you're not being fruitful, if you're not multiplying, and if you're not experiencing subduing the earth, you are not walking and fulfilling the perfect will of God for your life. Because the first thing God said was to be fruitful and multiply. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the blessing. This is what rests upon you. What is the blessing? We heard it, but let me say it for you again. The blessing, it is a anointing. It is to be smeared on. It is to be rubbed on. It is to be clothed in. That word is baraka. I think we sing it tonight, barak. It means prosperity. Eulogia is the Greek word eulogy, to invoke, the invocation, to invoke a blessing. So translated, it means empowered or given the legal authority to prosper. And God gave man legal authority in the earth to prosper. You have legal authority, but what gives you that legal authority, the ability to speak, understand something, this is what Satan wanted. I mean, how jacked up is this? He's in heaven. Lucifer's in heaven. I want to ascend to the Most High. I want to put my throne like the Most High God. I want to be just like God. And God said, I don't think so. See ya. But then God turns right back around, creates a, uh, uh, a created being, and gives him dominion, gives him what Satan wanted. You see, he was an angel. And the difference between angels and men is that angels are messengers of God. Angels speak for God. We speak as God. Oh, that was ticked off. Oh, that was, imagine to be Satan. That's what you wanted. So that's what he's after. I got to get that authority. I've got to get, I've got to get what I wanted. He's after your authority. He's after your dominion. He's after what you already have. If I can just deceive you, if I can just trick you into thinking that I have what you want or what you have really isn't what belongs to you, then I rule and reign in your life. But through and by the blood of Jesus, and I'm not going to teach that, we go through uh, 42 generations. He curses, uh, uh, he takes back the curse of, of sin and death. He brings us back into reconciliation with God. And now what was on Adam and Eve now can come upon us through and by the blood of Jesus. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 13. That the blessings uh, could come upon them and they, they might be uh, the seed of Abraham. Now, Turn with me to uh, Genesis chapter 2. In 
in Genesis chapter 128 in the Amplified, uh, God is now speaking to uh, man. He said uh, he created male and female. He didn't create male and male. He didn't create female and female. Just based upon the beginning, we don't have to read anything else in the Scripture. We see everything we need to function in life from Genesis chapter 1. We don't need anything else. We see what our dominion is. We see what our plan is. We see what we're to do in life. We also see God's plan to be fruitful and multiply, male and female. So that ends the debate. End the story. If God wanted male and male, he put male and male. He made male and female. I didn't write it, that God didn't write that. But he says, uh, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it. Use all of its vast resources in the service of God and man. Well, what resources was it that God put in this place called Eden, this place of luxuriousness? I'm very glad you all asked that wonderful question. Thank you for your feedback tonight. In Genesis chapter 2, uh, and the Lord God, verse 7, the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils, we've already covered that. Verse 9, out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree. That's pleasant to the sight, good for food, the tree of life, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Verse 10, and a river went out of Eden to water the garden. From there it, it departed and became to four. The first uh, is Pison, and it encompasses the whole land of Havila. It means it surrounds this whole land where there's what? There's what? Gold. Where there's what? Gold. Well, what is gold? Huh? Don't be scared to say it. I mean, we all here. We all family. Nobody going to kill you. What is gold? Huh? <clears throat> gold is, is, is all that, but it's, it's money. It's liquid money. Okay? Nowadays, well, it used to be gold was backed, but the dollar was backed by gold, but we're in too much debt now, so it can't be backed by gold because not enough gold in the earth to cover $7 trillion. Anyway, but that's just a little tidbit for you. In fact, money only operates because of faith. The dollar is this piece of paper. It only operates because you and I believe that a dollar is a dollar. So it really shouldn't be an issue giving and receiving. Anywho's, uh, there's gold and there's, there's money. God put man in Eden this place where the ideal setting for his now creation. Put him there, and in the middle of where he put him, he put him where there's gold. He put him there where there's bdellium. What is bdellium? Bdellium is like a uh, incense. It's like a myrrh. If you remember when the three wise men came to Jesus in the book of Luke, chapter 2, uh, they brought him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Two of the resources we find in Genesis chapter 2. I don't find that coincidence. He also put him there in onyx. Onyx has a stone that has all the colors that represents the rainbow, represents the colors. Uh, they use onyx uh, to make jewels in second century Egypt. Uh, they use onyx as one of the uh, metals found in the priest's garments in the book of Revelation. So we see these precious metals. We see these stones. We see money right there in the middle of where God put his man and his woman. So what, what's the argument again about God doesn't want me to be wealthy? Oh, I just, I, I don't believe in that all that. We, and I, I just don't think, I've heard this one so many times, I don't believe that God is so concerned about the kind of car that I drive as he is the slaves in Sudan. 
And that sounds so humble and so Christianese. It sounds so perfect and so humilified. I, I really don't believe God is concerned about the, how big my house is as he is with uh, the, the kids in Kenya having clean running water. And sure. Yes, in America, we, we're very privileged and, and we have very nice things. And I've been in some places where, you know, going outside and you, you smell nothing. We take that for granted. I've been in some places, you do that, you're going to want to regurgitate. And I encourage every single person to take a trip overseas. It will just, revol just go to Mexico. It will revolutionize your life. You know, you're in line, I want some Big Mac. They're taking too long on my Big Mac. And it's been a minute, 15 seconds, and I'm, I'm going next door to Burger King, get me a Whopper with cheese. You know you're going to eat. I've got a friend who saves his money in Costa Rica just to go to Burger King. That's where they go for their anniversary. That's, that's, that's like the palm for them. But I submit to you, while that sounds so humble and yes, if God wasn't concerned, I don't think God concerns whether or not I have a car, whether it's a Camry or Toyota or whatever, but I believe he wants me to have a car. We're going to get there. We're going to be all on the board at the same time. Why is that? Because why would he say, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart? Why would he say, if you ask anything according to my will, I would give it to you? Why would he say, uh, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you? Why would he know the very hairs of my head that are numbered? If God wasn't concerned about those things, why would he say, don't even worry about the, if I can clothe the sparrows, if the young lions do lack and suffer hunger, they who seek the Lord won't want any good thing. If he wasn't concerned about my daily needs, I think God is concerned about me having some clothes. I think God is concerned whether or not my light bill is, is paid or not. I think God is concerned about whether or not my kids can go to college. I believe he is. He's just as concerned about my needs over here as he is of the needs across the seas. But see, what happened is you'll get that and you'll hear that doctrine and that, that'll, now, that'll now warp your mind of thinking. Oh, oh. Maybe I shouldn't be thinking about that. Maybe I feel guilty of wanting to drive this. No, I've already told you it's already ingrained in your DNA to succeed. Who wants to be broke? Oh, yes, give me a hoopty. Sign me up. I want that busted one right there. Nobody does that. Why? Because it already put in you to prosper. God put you in a place of luxuriousness. Say this, God intends... For me, to be satisfied, for me to be satisfied and enjoy Eden. And enjoy Eden. Turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 6. First Timothy chapter 6. I mean, what is it that separates the world from the believer? What is it? I mean, my God, if athletes and singers and pop stars and movie stars can make $20 million a film, get on national television and denounce our God, I'm a bold atheist. F God. I mean, right there on, on the awards thing. Do their little signs, Lady Gaga, all of them. If they can ride around in showboat, don't even honor or acknowledge Jehovah. And I'm sitting here coming to church, tithing, 
and, and, and being an usher and can't even pay my $100 light bill, that's a problem. I don't want none of that. What can I give? What kind of Jesus can I give a CEO? How do I witness to somebody in Silicon Valley who's worth $25 billion? How do I share Jesus with a dope dealer or a stripper who's bringing home five grand a night? What, Jesus? And you pop, 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 uh, praise the Lord, and you in your, you know, uh, donut hole car with pollution all behind you. I, I got your Jesus right here. I made five grand last night. What can he do for me? What separates me from the world? What is the difference? What can they look on and say, oh, I've got to be a part of that? So this is not, this is not about being Mr. Big Shuff or, or being a showboat. This is about souls. They're hungry. The world is dying and destitute for an answer, and we have nothing to show them. But come by here, Lord, come by here. That's, that's what we're doing. Or it's my turn to sing, and no, it's not. I sung last week. No, it wasn't. You sung the last solo. No, what happened is, well, I need, that's, that's what we're doing. And then pastor, pastor, can I tell you what so-and-so did? Pastor, can I tell you what so-and-so did? Oh, pastor, pastor, leave pastor alone. You come here to work. That's, that's what we're doing. And they still are making bank. First Timothy 6, charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches. The world's way of doing things is uncertain. Every time you look at the newspaper or turn on CNN, somebody else went bankrupt. They're laying off X amount of people. You can go in tomorrow. Sorry, we, just, we got taken over last night, 12 o'clock, it was the bankers did something in New York, and they just totally did away with our department, and here's your month's pay rent. Good luck, peace, deuces. We, uncertain riches. He says, uh, but put your trust in the living God who gives us all things richly, all things to what? Enjoy. Y'all y'all, y'all enjoying life? Enjoy. It's okay, man. We're going we gonna to get you there because you want to enjoy life. Life is too short. You're here today, gone tomorrow. I ain't got time to be going through changes, fussing and arguing and working until my back hurt and my feet pop and all that stuff. No, I'm going to enjoy life and get me a popsicle and a, and a funny cone and some sugar and, and, and some more of that stuff, and I'm going to enjoy life. Amen. Two people said amen. Y'all can do what you want to do. I'm going to have fun. <laughs> go, go skydiving, bungee jumping, whatever you, woo, whatever you want to do. Uh, just roll skate, roll a blade. Just go enjoy life. He gives everything to enjoy. He said, here's all the fruit, all the trees. Here's the giraffes and the, and the animals and do something with them. And here's some other stuff and some, some berries and, and some gold and some, and have a blast. That's basically what God said to Adam and Eve. So why, why are we stressing? Working our fingers to the bone and folk here to, are not here tonight because they're they chasing another dollar and won't put their priorities in order. 
I, I choose to trust God. I choose to trust his word. I choose to believe what he said and what's on my life that on you already is the natural ability to succeed. It's already on you. It's already in you. Why are you working so hard? You're anointed. I'm anointed to prophesy. I'm anointed to lay hands on the sick. Oh, God, I feel that one. I'm anointed to uh, uh, do that. Uh, hallelujah. But I'm anointed to, uh, to, to succeed. You are anointed to succeed. You're anointed to get rich. You're anointed to do that business. You're anointed to have more than one business. You're anointed to teach. You're anointed. You're anointed to get. You are anointed. It's upon you. The same way I can cast out a devil, I can command money to come to me, and it must obey me. The same way I can tell a devil, get out of here. The same way I can lay hands on the sick and they recover, I can also lay hands on my checkbook and watch it explode. I am anointed. Get out of my way, because here I come. And I need for you to understand, you're not just an average person. You're not average Joe. You're not just walking through life and just tipping through the tulips and all over the river and through the woods. No, you have something on you, and it's time for you to start using it. Stop sitting on your seat being dormant. It's building up. It's time to release the power of God upon the earth. The earth is waiting. All of creation groans and awakes for the children of God to take their place and begin to do what God ordained for you to do. What am I waiting around for? Five years go by and another month goes by and we're still going to work and coming home and, and going to work and coming home. There's got to be more than life than going to work and coming home. Gosh, Jesus. I've got to find out, Father, what is it that you want me to do? He's always moving. He is shifting. He's always positioning. Even while I'm asleep, God is moving. He's assigning things, and I've got to get in the right place at the right time to get the right thing from a right now, God. I need to be satisfied. Proverbs 10, 22 says, The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and it adds no sorrow. Everything that comes from my God is good and brings no sorrow. Those children, they are a blessing of the Lord. They're not sorrowful. Quit saying that. They are a blessing and it brings no sorrow. That marriage is not a cursing. It's a blessing. It brings no sorrow. The blessing, it makes rich. Not AT&T, not Verizon, not wherever you work, not Geico, not whatever you, your employment, that does not, will not, cannot make you rich. It's the blessing. If you'll get that, if you'll receive that, if you'll start activating it, you'll start seeing it in your life, not five years from now, but right now, because he's a right now God. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. And, and so I've got to understand that it's the blessing that causes me to succeed. The anointing in me causes me to succeed. What has been rubbed and smeared on me causes me to succeed. So now I got to put my shoulders back and lift my head up because I understand whose I belongs to. I didn't come from Grandma Pookie. I didn't come from Grandfather uh, Shindig. I came from the Lion of the tribe of Judah, and he is my elder brother, a man by the name of Jesus, that he walked this earth, he healed the sick, he raised the dead, he opened blinded eyes, and the Bible says the same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells on the inside of you. That same resurrection power, understand 
understand it's not just religion. It's not just church. The same gosh darn power that got Jesus out of the grave is on the inside of you. What can limit you? What can, un what can hold you down? Not no thing, not nobody, not no devil, not no imp. Can't nothing stop a Christian who understands their place of position of authority in this earth. What needs to be resurrected tonight? What needs to be brought back to life tonight? The power rests on the inside of you. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Let me give you some keys very quickly to living in Eden. Deuteronomy chapter 8. I don't know. I'm, I, I don't have all of this. and I, I just don't think I'm smart enough. And I don't have enough money. So what? Excuses. I don't know, God. I, I can't go back to Egypt. I, st 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 I stutter. Well, I'll send somebody to speak for you. Well, I don't know, God. They, they will, who are they going to say who sent me? You tell them I am sent you. I don't know, God. They're going to want some signs and wonder. Well, here's a rod. God is not concerned about your excuses. He doesn't care where you came from, the color of your hair. He doesn't care if you got five toes. He doesn't care anything about that. All he cares about, will you believe me? Will you trust me? Will you obey me? I'll take care of the rest. I don't have enough money. You're in a good position for God. I don't have enough education. You're in the right place for God. I don't have enough. You're in the right place for God. Not enough. That's, that's me. More than enough. That's God. My dad preached the message one time, impossible, that's God, impossible, that's me. That's the perfect opportunity when it's impossible, back up against the wall. No way it can get done. That's a job for El Shaddai. If you can't do it, it's just not going to get done. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to have fear about it. I'm not going to argue with you about it. I'm going in the kitchen, and I'm going to make me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'm going to watch me some TV. I'm not going to, God got it. <laughs> You didn't call me. You didn't raise me. You, you ain't taking care of me in the first place. God got it. I'm going to tell your neighbor, God got it. I'm going to tell your neighbor, God got it. All right, come on, go with me. Deuteronomy 8.18, the Bible says, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is what? He that gives you what? It is he that gives you what? It is he that gives you what? Out. To get what? Wealth. Oh. They don't talk about that scripture, do they? Power to get wealth. Why? That he might establish his covenant, which he swear unto your fathers as it is this day. The blessing is a covenant issue. It's got nothing to do with you. You ain't all that. I know you think you do, but you're not all that. It's okay. Calm down. Bring it down one step. It's not about you. What's on your life has to do with what God promised a man 6,000 years ago by the name of Abraham that I will bless you and every family who comes after you will be blessed. It's a covenant issue. It's covenant. Covenant is a binding agreement. It's a lasting agreement. And they cut a blood covenant. So now blood covenant lasts through generations. It's not conformed to just a set time or set period. 
I've got a blood covenant. That is my guarantee that what God spoke is sure. That I hold on to his promise and I hold on to his word. That I have power and ability to get done what needs to get done. Stop trying to think it out. Stop trying to rationalize it out. Stop trying to plan it out and just walk it out. <laughs> Somebody say, remember. remember. Y'all with me? Come on, say, remember. remember. Remember the Lord your God. So my first key to Eden is I got to remember the Lord my God. We sing the songs, God is able, he's a mighty God, but do we believe that he is a true mighty God? I got to remember to cast my care upon the Lord because he cares for me. When my back is hurting and my hips don't feel like moving, I don't feel like getting out of bed, I got to remember that he is the Lord, my healer, that he sent his word and healed me. When my children are being disobedient and they got another bad report from school, I got to remember that my children are the heritage of the Lord and great is their peace because they are taught by him. When it seems like my back is against the wall, I'm going to take two steps forward, I get three backward. I have to remember that he makes my crooked pages uh, smooth. Remember the Lord your God. Stop being afraid. Stop worrying. Fret not thyself against evildoers, the Bible says. Remember, the same God who brought you in is the God who will take you out. Come on, come on. Did he show up one time? Did he pay the first, did he get you the first car? If he got you the first car, he'll get you this car and the next one and the one after that. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he's good yesterday, he's good today. Remember the Lord your God. Has he ever made a way? Has he ever shown himself strong? He will not fail. He cannot fail. He is the Lord, and he don't change. Remember. 1 Peter chapter 2, 12 says, I stir you up by way of remembrance. Faith, soldiers, word, ministries. You will not go under. You will not fail. You will not be dismayed. He said, I will not put you on display and embarrass you. So stop being afraid to step out of the boat and begin to walk. And you will find out that when you step out in the miraculous, there's supernatural power on the other side. On this side, there's natural and my ability. Oh, but bless God, outside of the boat, hallelujah, there's something that I cannot do. And that's what he can do. The Bible says in Luke 1, verse 37, that angel Gabriel came to Mary. I'm running out of time. So Luke 1 and verse 37, that angel said, with God, nothing shall be impossible. The blessing is not limited. I wish I had a church tonight. I don't, I don't. The blessing is not limited. I've preached this by myself in the mirror, so I don't need nobody. The blessing is not limited. It's not limited by my limited ability. Doesn't care how much resources you have. The blessing isn't concerned about who, how many people come to church. Faith soldiers will continue to go on and live strong long after I'm dead and gone. Why? Because the blessing rests upon this church and upon this ministry. It's upon our man of God. It's not limited. We limit God. Well, only this way. Only, only God suddenly. I said suddenly. In a moment. In a twinkling of an eye, 
Y'all believe that? I mean, any moment, your light bill just done. Pay for it in the next five years. But you got to start expecting stuff like that. I'm going to preach to myself. You, you, it's in a moment. Tonight, today. I'm going to meet Mrs. Turner. Watch out. That's not for you. That's for me. I'm going to prophesy to myself and announce it in the atmosphere just to put the devil to open shame. Tonight, I'm going to meet my husband. Watch out. But so you got to expect that and know that. Yeah, he's, on, he, he's not on the way. He's right here. Put yourself together. Put yourself on because you never know. You walk out those doors, go to Chick-fil-A, and they, whoop, there he is. But if you don't expect it, you're not going to get it because you're not looking for it. That man was outside every day looking for his son to return and come back home. Get your expectancy out. What do you expect to see? My God will do exceedingly abundantly above all I can ask or think according to the power that resides in you. Get your expectation out. Lift your head up, child of God, and know in a moment right now at a sudden atmosphere, it's going to hit any second, any day now. It's about the hope any day now, right now. Soon and very soon, you're going to see the king. I'm looking for a miracle, and I expect the impossible. I see the invisible. I can feel the intangible. Don't you know the sky is the limit to what I can have? If you believe and receive it, God will perform it today. Hey, just believe and receive it. God will perform it today. Any moment now, any day now, it's breakthrough. Any moment now, season shall hit. Any moment now, overflow, breakthrough, breakout, overtaken in, in right now, God. Hallelujah. Expect it. I had a friend of mine who worked in radio, and every day he wore flip-flops and shorts to work. He was an intern, very talented. And his bosses would get very angry with him. And, you know, you don't have to wear a suit and tie, but dude, you know, you're coming to work, man, put some jeans or something on, you know? And he, he wouldn't do it, you know, because he just figured he was a funny man. He was just behind the scenes. And, 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 you know, he just figured I'll be comfortable. And they realized he has a lot of potential. And so they wanted to, you know, teach him a lesson. And so... They, uh, I might go out. And so, what happened is that they told him, they said, hey, the senior VP of all of radio, you know, over the mother, mother company, he's in town. He came in this morning, and he wants to take us to Ruth Chris, and he wants to do a business meeting. And, you know, you can't go to Ruth Chris with shorts and some flip-flops. You can barely get in there with some jeans. And he got really upset because, I mean, this is the big man who makes stuff happen. If he says, you know, you impress him and he wants to give you a night gig, I mean, it's on. He's over all radio stations across the country. And my friend is, you know, he's all distraught and he's all like, oh, my gosh, I wasn't prepared. And they, you know, went ahead and told him it was a practical joke. But the lesson was, you never know. Now, if the world can do, the world's operating in kingdom principles. You see, my father wearing suits and ties isn't about bling, bling. And it's you, you never know. The Bible says you had to entertain angels unaware. You never know when you will meet your artist sexes. 
and you standing there eating a the burrito. I mean, enjoy your fish sandwich, but go out the house expecting, God, who are you going to connect me with today? Where are we going, Holy Ghost? I mean, you just go. It's not over the river and through the woods. Stop just going outside of the house. Pray before you leave. And Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. I'm anointed to attract people of great wealth. Somebody has what you need to connect you to get where you need to go. There's somebody who can, who can fund your ideas. You, have an inv you need investors. God's got some people just for your life. And he said, I give men for your life. Man, put yourself together. You act rich. We got that, um, forget, no. He said faith in it, my, my dad said. Act like it's so. I mean, we got to get to the point where, you know, uh, what will you do if you win the lottery? 550 million. I, that's your problem. I'm already a millionaire. You already rich, people of God. You already see. Uh, you already a millionaire. Act like it. Walk like it. Talk like it. Command presence when you enter the room. Yes, I'm here. Yes, I'm here. In the mail room. Yes, I'm here. Your delivery, sir. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for your signature. Now, you know, don't be cocky with it, but stop walking around all, I'm going to work again. I'm just so tired. Oh, Jesus, I'll be glad when I go to vacation. No, I'm, God is going to make some stuff happen today. My angels are on assignment. They are working for me. They're moving and they're arranging some stuff. They're putting some stuff down. They're lifting some stuff up. That's what I'm doing today. What you, how, how you doing? I'm awesome. Stuff is popping. We, we, my, people, my people are working. Everybody in here is an employer. You are an entrepreneur. You got angels on assignment. My people are working. What you doing? I got folks working for me, child. Yeah, I, I told, you know, I told uh, Micah the second, to, uh, I told him to get me a new phone. Yeah, and uh, I told Billy Bob, I told him that he needs to go down there and uh, start picking me out a new car. And I also told him to set me up an appointment with the CEO of um, Bank of America because I got this great idea. And so, yeah, we, they working things out. My people working. You're blessed. You're anointed. You're not average. But, but Minister Turner, you don't understand. I, I'm, I'm, I go back to the ghetto. I, I'm on food stamps tonight, not for long. Not for long. You stay in this church, not for long. I can guarantee you that. I bet my life on that one, not for long. No. No, the blessing has to be received through faith. Has to be received through the Word of God. Now, uh, this next one here, turn to Acts chapter 3. Praise God. Acts chapter 3. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts just to give you a word about expectation. In Acts 3, verse 1, the Bible says, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer. Prayer is very important. One amen. Praise God. 
uh, and Peter, uh, well, there was a certain man lame from his mother's womb. He was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple called Beautiful to ask alms. That man was there every single day. That wasn't his first time to see Peter and John. He was there every single day, and he was putting himself in position. Get yourself in position to receive your miracle. Get yourself in position. Father, where do I need to be? How do I need to get there? What steps do I need to take? The Bible says if you'll trust in the Lord with all of your heart and don't lean to your way of doing things, he will direct your paths. Father, how do I need to proceed concerning this particular matter? Lord, what, what is your direction concerning this particular person? He will lead and guide. Get in the right place because you don't want to miss it when God comes. When the angel comes to stir your pool, but you better believe you better be in the right place at the right time because you don't want to be passed over and I'm telling you prophetically in the 2013 God is going to move and he's going to separate the wheat from the chaff let them folk keep coming on Sunday mornings it's going to be the ones who come to prayer and the ones who comes and believes the word of the prophet it's the one who come and who laps like dogs though you're going to be the ones you are going to be the ones who receive this end time pouring and they're going to come and they're going to say how are you doing this how in the world did you do this would you tell me and you're going to say it's the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in my eyes. In, in, in just a little while, just hold on. Don't you quit. Don't you give up. Keep tithing. Keep sowing. You keep worshiping God. You keep coming to church. You keep on serving. Keep on loving God. In just a little while, this too shall pass. He is the God of his promises. His words, they do not fail. He will do what he said he will do. You keep on to God's promise and his word. It will not fail. It cannot fail. He won't lie. Keep on sowing. You keep speaking the word of God. Don't, don't, don't get tricked. Don't allow strife to get you off from God's word. He's been speaking about the love of God. Get in love, man. Don't allow nothing to mess up your blessing. Stay in line with the man of God. Don't allow anything to, to turn your, your head or turn your, your, your attention or your love against your prophet because you need that ear and you need that connection. But you keep right on doing. And as sure as the Lord liveth, you will see. You will see. Don't allow anxiety to get your mouth to not start speaking negatively and that you jack up what you've been harvesting for three months. Understand something. God, I feel like preaching, but I don't got enough time. Understand that those, those tall redwood oak trees over in California, those are big, humongous trees. But do you know the seed that is planted for those seeds, those trees to come forth? You don't even see the blade after 20 years. There's some seed <laughs> that takes just a little bit longer. Some of your seed you're going to see immediately. Not that it's bad, but it's just a different type of harvest. But there's some harvest that God has just kept just a little bit longer because it's a big harvest. It's a strong harvest, and its roots have to be dug in deep. So don't you be uh, afraid not one. Oh, this gift is not working. I beg to differ. Your roots are just sinking in a little bit deeper long. <laughs> I said your, your roots are just digging in just a little bit deeper because the harvest that you are harvesting is much great. 
Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. I've got to think the supernatural. I've got to think like God. I've got to think creative miracles that he'll make something out of nothing. You are not limited. I don't care what your bank account says today. He will take that in your hands. It's a two-piece fish dinner and three hush puppies, but in his hands, it's enough to feed 10,000 people. What is it that you have tonight? Whatever you have, it's in your ability. According to Matthew 25, you have something to work with. You better give God something and put it in the master's hand. You better stop holding on to it. You better release it and allow God to multiply and to increase it and to do the blessing and to subdue the earth because on you is what you need already in you, at work in you. You're talented, you're equipped, you have everything you need to succeed in this earth. Everything right here, right now. And I pray you will itch like a, a mosquito ate you up until you begin to pursue. Over in the book of Genesis chapter 42, uh, Joseph was left aside. He was cast down. He was sold into slavery. He was done wrong. He was lied on. He was cheated. He was mistreated, but he was blessed and he didn't allow the setbacks to offset his promise in life because the Bible says that Joseph remembered the dream and my God, I'm here to tell you, God has given you some kind of dream. Maybe it was when you were six years old. Maybe it was like me when I was 12 and I was outside my parents' house, and I saw God say, one day you will preach, and that has kept me all my years. But you have to remember the dream when it looks like it's not being done, when it looks like all is against you, when they're talking about you, when they say all oh, that crazy child over there, oh, but turn in them. Oh, she's just crazy. She's lost her mind. You have to know the dream that God gave you because it will keep you. It will encourage you. It will let you know that what God said, God will perform. And even though he was over there in Potiphar's house, that was not his expected in. He didn't think he had arrived. And you have to know your season. Some of you right now are in the dream stage. So let God expand you. Let God give you witty ideas. Some of you right now, you might be in the pit. And that's okay because he's going to lift you up. And, but you have to, you can't complain. You can't get weary in well-doing because in due season you will reap if you don't faint. And so Joseph, even in the pit, I can imagine him sitting there and I can imagine him dreaming, dreaming again. And I can imagine him saying like Martin Luther King, I have a dream that one one day I will rule. I have a dream that one day I will be rich. I've got a dream that one day I will have that business. It's in me right now. I've got a dream that one day Faith Soldiers Word Ministries will own all of Eastway Drive. I've got a dream that one day we'll be on every radio, tele every station in the world. I've got a dream, and that dream kept him alive, and they took him over to Egypt. And they sold him into slavery, but he wasn't done yet. Over there, he was in preparation stage. Don't mistake preparation for the end. Because you see, he had to be in Potiphar's house. He had to learn the Egyptians' ways. He had to learn the way they did finance. He had to learn how they did administration. And God put him in leadership so he would know what to do. Some of you are in preparation stage. Don't mistake preparation for the end. Don't you get high-minded. Understand where you are. He's preparing you for such a time as this. Oh, but they lied upon him and they said he won't make it. They said she'll never do it. Oh, you won't do that business. Oh, you can't go back to school. You're too old. You're too young. You're too black. You don't have enough hair. You've got the wrong kind of teeth. All that kind of crazy stuff. But he did not allow that to offset him. Even though he was in the prison, all the blessing found him there. The Bible says that he got the keys to the prison. And though you can knock a blessed man down, you cannot keep him down. He'll spring right on back 
back up. Don't you quit. Don't you say, oh, I've had enough. Don't you say, I'm tired of this man. I'm going to give up. No, no, no. Hold on to the horns of the altar. Don't you quit on that grandbaby. Don't you quit on that dream. Keep hope alive, as they said. Hallelujah. And then the blessing found Joseph over there in the front of the Pharaoh. And God connected him with people that gave him the opportunity to succeed. And now, once was a shepherd boy, once the outcast, once the laughing stock of the family, once the black sheep, now he's second in command of Egypt. And I'm here to tell you tonight that you've been laughed at, you've been looked over, you might have been forgotten, you might have been talked about, you might have been lied on. But when your time comes, all the world will see that you are the redeemed of the Lord and they will have to take notice that that's my anointing. Don't you touch my anointing and don't you do my prophets no harm. I, I can preach. I'm about to bring it on home. And then the blessing says he remembered the dream. He remembered his, his, his brothers, but his brothers didn't know who he was. And so the Bible says that he remembered the dream that he was uh, the sheaf and all his brothers bowed down to their sheaves. Remember Remember the dream. Go home tonight and stir up the gift on the inside of you. God gave you an idea. He gave you a dream. He gave you something to work with. I stir that up in you, Faith Souls Work Ministries. We got stuff to do. We got a, neighbor's, uh, a neighborhood to take over. We got a city to reach. We got a vision to support. And we can't do it making uh, $5 an hour. We need some scratch. And we need to support our man of God and support our woman of God. And I need to be able to write any kind of check that needs needs to be written to get done whatever needs to get done. And right now is the time and the season for the people of God to arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Eden. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. I'm finished. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you for joining us today. We always appreciate to hear how God is moving in your life. No matter where you are in life, we'd love to hear your story. Please visit fsmonero.org. Also, if the message you heard touched your life and you would like to support this ministry financially and make a difference around the world, you can do so by visiting fsmonero.org and click on the Give link. We thank you.